ESPN Los Angeles. Since 2004, the first playoff game for the L.A. Rams since 1989. The first NFL playoff game at the Coliseum in 24 years happens Saturday. Saturday. This is a special playoff edition of Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Getting you set for our Rams hosting the Atlanta Falcons on Wild Card Saturday. On Rams All Access. Now, live from the Rams practice facility. And, you know, we certainly don't shy away from what a great opportunity it is to be able to play on Saturday night. You know, with Rams on-field analyst DeMarco Farr, here's the voice of the Rams, J.B. Long. Well, good evening, everyone. Hope you're having a great Tuesday night and Happy New Year with DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long, and this is a special playoff edition of Rams All Access. L.A. getting set to host the Atlanta Falcons in the wild card round. Hope you'll join us at the Coliseum a bit after 5 o'clock on Saturday night. And joining us for these first two segments of Rams All Access is the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams, Les Snead. Les, thank you for some of your time on what I know is a condensed week. Happy New Year to you. Let's start just with congratulations. We have not had a chance to speak with you since uh, your Rams clinched the NFC West 2017 West champions. Way to go. Congratulations. Yeah, it was it was definitely a fulfilling fulfilling season, and, and that gets you to the 0-0 zero and zero postseason. So that's where this week is. So you can't celebrate too long. I share in JB. Congratulations, man. I'm trying to, like, put a visual to this. Are, are you John Henry, you know, making a hole through a mountain with sledgehammers? Are you the crazy scientist in the lab trying to figure out a roster composition to finally break through into the postseason? Put a visual on, on it for me. That's that's probably a good analogy. Yeah. It's, it's I, But I don't know if, if football, if we can go that, that we're scientists. I'm not going to go there. I'm sure there are some scientists doing some uh, really, really scientific things in this world. But, you know, we we we've got to, we we utilize a lot of tools um, to try to go out and you know let's call it acquire the let's call it the best fits for the Rams uh, you know in terms of players also in terms of staff and 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 get everybody marching in the same direction and it's it's a full time job but you know a year like this is is very fulfilling. Well, I mean, year after year, I mean, you think this is going to be the one, this is going to be the season, and now. Here it is. I mean, how does that feel for you as a GM? Well, I think I think what you have to do, and I think you you make a good point. Here it is: is hey, we're in the moment, and you can't necessarily look at it's the first time we've been here in a long time. Uh, maybe we're inexperienced in the playoffs. You have to look at guess what? We're a healthy team going in. We we were the number one scoring team in offense. For the 17 season, uh, you know, so you have to look at factors like that. That's who we are. That's what we are, and, and take advantage of the moment. And and I think that's what we got to do. And it, it's you know, yes, we're inexperienced in this type of game, but I do know going back to probably I do remember we were seven and two, and at that point nine games, seven left, and and in that stretch you had to we we pray we probably played the one, two, and four seeds. In the uh, NFC, I know we played, uh, you know, the Tennessee, who's in the playoffs, and, and played Seattle, who probably finished seventh, and, and it was going to be a tough stretch. So I think, uh, you know, that last seven games, you know, have gotten us really ready for this moment. When did you know that this team had playoff potential? I think you, you, it's interesting because as you've heard Sean say all year, that's how you have to be. 
starting in OTAs, it's really one day at a time. And and I can be honest, when you're in OTAs, you really it's hard to know who you are because there's no pads. Uh, I know probably Demarco harps on that a lot. You, there's no tackling. Uh, it's it's really not blocking. You're not going against an opponent. And then I think I've mentioned before when you go against the San Diego Chargers, who who proved to be and shouldn't say that L.A. Chargers. So uh, I'll get slapped for that one. But that's just you know emboldened in my brain all those years. But that's a good team, and they got a good defense, and we were able to move the ball in that scrimmage uh, uh, against uh, the Chargers that day. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. You're talking about that Saturday at that StubHub. Saturday, the first Saturday at StubHub, not necessarily the one that was at at uh, uh, down in in Irvine. And then you go into the preseason, and you see you you see some glimpses. And then you go into the season and you see, wait a minute, here we go, we're scoring. But somewhere along the way, if you keep stacking, let's call it good performances, you go from trying to figure out who you are to, wait a minute, this is who we are, to, wait a minute, we're now confident. And and I can't say where we were at, what game it was, when it tipped, but I usually like to say it's not two games in a row, but if you can put together a streak of good football for three games in a row, that's when all of a sudden, wait a minute, you're believing, and then you keep taking it one day at a time, and you go from who are we going to be to we expect to win. Going back to the summer, I want to ask about a specific moment, and that was the, the day when the Sammy Watkins trade was made. And to me, it signaled something from the outside looking in that maybe the expectations that you and Sean and Kevin and others had was different from the rest of the league and maybe even different from Rams fans because I don't think a team that's in rebuilding mode trades future second-round picks for someone like Sammy Watkins, who you only have a contract year left on, unless you think you're closer to the West and to the playoffs than maybe others did. Yeah, I think I, I do think internally we always thought, obviously we're cl- <laughs> we always thought we were closer than probably the outside. And, and I get it because the outside probably shouldn't have those feelings because they're not here every single day. They don't go through the daily, and, and we were who we were last year. But youngest team in the NFL uh, for a lot of years running, and you know we're the second this year. And there was – we knew we had some good, good pieces. Aaron Donald, we knew, hey, he's a defensive MVP-type guy. Uh, Todd Gurley had a slump as a – if you want to call it a sophomore. But – the way Sean utilize, you know, was planning to utilize him, you knew. Wait a minute, that's a that's a uniquely talented weapon, uh, and and he had a lot of pieces. And all of a sudden, the offenses was going together. But what we didn't have was an element of a guy who could stretch the field with size, and 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 that's where we didn't know when we were going to get it. But we knew that would be the piece that would probably put the offense over the top to be as complete as possible. Uh, and we still could, you know, we still can can add and get better. And and at that moment, as we were talking through the OTAs into the summer and things like that, it was like, okay, we got to go find this guy. Is he in the draft? Is he? And guess what? We were able to find him in Sammy before the season, and 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 we were willing to do it because we felt like we were a little closer than probably the outside pundits. You know, that brings up a funny point. Um, Todd Gurley and the way he's played all year especially in December, some of those wow plays. You should hear his calls when Todd Gurley breaks. I mean, it's amazing to, to watch and hear at the same time. But do you actually know how fast he is? Because you didn't get 
really you didn't really get to test him coming out of Georgia. He was injured. Do you know how fast he actually is when really? he clocks at? You know, I, I, if you want to go uh, in terms of a forty yard dash, have have no clue. Didn't get a chance, but I do know. You know, if if if, if the audience doesn't know this, you do the uh, this radio show from from our draft room, and I like to say in here a lot of times. A forty-yard dash is hey, you're that's an A to B drill, and very rarely in football do you go from point A to point B. Uh, usually, you got to get to Z, and there's B, C, D, E, and F, and and all you know until you get to Z. So I like to say, hey, how fast is that guy in full pads with eleven guys trying to bring him down, having to react, having to you know do all those things. You know, when he actually says stop, go make a guy miss and then accelerate. So what we did know coming out of Georgia is, okay, this is a big man who's very, who plays fast in football, you know, in football pads, on football field when it counts. I mean, a guy that big going 21 miles an hour coming at you? I mean, that's running away from a Dory right? Jackson. Am I, running away or towards you? Either way, it's scary. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. was going to say, right, with the, the new Z, I mean, the, the GPS and, yeah. and all that we have, is it correct he was one of the fastest skill players? Yes. On record this year? Yes. You got a choice to make as a corner coming up. I mean, really, if he's on that sideline, um, depending on where you put your head, I mean, that's that's a that's a big impact. Uh, but I, I walked in here thinking there's no way that a guy that has you know a foot in the now and the foot in the future like GMs do. You're always thinking about how to improve. Can you enjoy this right now? Does your mindset allow you to enjoy 11 wins and a playoff berth? I, I don't know if you. I think once you get to this week, you know if you 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 can easily compartmentalize. Yes, it was a successful regular season winning a division that's and especially a division that's very competitive like the nfc west you know is and has been uh that's fulfilling but you do know hey that all that does is get you to the next level of the video game whatever level that was guess what we're at the next level and and this is this is you know uh you know a chance a big moment uh to be able to go you know seize a moment so i think the enjoyment's not there uh, because really now you realize, as you said earlier, we're in a moment. It's an important moment. It's hard to get to moment. Take advantage of the moment. Seize the moment. And and that and this week for the coaching staff for the players a lot about preparing for that moment. But like you said, as a GM, I'm in this room uh, having draft meetings, uh, planning for uh, maybe uh, who we might draft. You know, for 2018 draft. Let me see what, 17, 18 will be mm-hmm. the 18 draft, right? Good. The next one. Yeah. The next yeah. one. Whatever right. the next one is. <laughs> no one's gotten used so to as a GM, it yeah. as a GM, I'm not necessarily, uh, and I shouldn't say necessarily, I know for a fact I'm not in there going, uh, this is what we should do, right? This is how we should beat the Atlanta Falcons. But what we're trying to do in this room is, is continue setting up this team to be able to contend for the division and get to this level of the video game, per se, uh, for 18, for 19, 2021. 20, We're chatting with Les Snead, the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams, here on a special playoff edition of Rams All Access from Cal Lutheran and Thousand Oaks with the Super Bowl champion, DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long. Uh, Les has roots with the Atlanta Falcons, this week's playoff opponent in the wild card round. We'll talk about those in our next segment. Uh, but let's double back to Todd Gurley before we get too far away from his MVP candidacy. Uh, and I'll set it up this way. Your wife, Kara, uh, recently published a tweet that had uh, some revealing predictions that Sean 
made preseason, Sean McVay, about the type of season that the third year back might have that were uncannily accurate. Uh, so can you discuss those uh, on one hand? And also, did Sean happen to give her any Super Bowl predictions or anything else <laughs> that we should know about at this point in time? Does she, I can say this. No Super Bowl predictions. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm trying to exactly remember when when that moment was. I do remember whether it was Sean visiting our place and, and we were spending the afternoon together or we were out to dinner but I do know it was it was spring and summer, and and he was raving. And I know we had gone through OTAs, and he was raving about Todd Gurley and and what he had learned, and what sometimes you don't know if you're just evaluating film is, hey, Todd Gurley has an exceptional pair of hands, and at that moment, what's interesting in all this, right? We had signed Lance Dunbar, but he he came in and had the knee trouble. And then, so he was not able to do a lot of, let's call it route running, pass catching during OTA. So that allowed Todd Gurley to do a lot of things that maybe Lance Dunbar would have been doing during OTAs. But Sean quickly realized, wait a minute, this guy uh, has a good pair of hands, very good, you know, smart, can protect. You can play him on third down. You can get him out. And he envisioned him being a guy that, hey, if you did get him out in a screen game, uh, where there's less defenders to make miss or run over or run through or buy, uh, he could be very, very dangerous and, and, and didn't know, hey, you know, he could take it to the house. So I do know it was sometime in the spring and summer when he sat down and, and, uh, you know, uh, with Kara and she put in her notes and, and obviously it's, it's pr- pretty close to being true. And I think if he wouldn't have sat out week, 17 he would have maybe shattered those predictions i I would agree absolutely um talking about that game going back to go forward um have you ever been in a situation like that to where you actually had week 17 i don't want to say off but it's better to rest your guys than actually go out and play you ever been in the situation i I think uh, i think have been in that situation once before it's been a long time yeah Uh, and it's it's kind of a, a a surreal experience going into a game which which, uh, in essence, winning or losing uh, didn't necessarily change. Uh, you couldn't get a one or you couldn't get a bye, and you weren't going to lose a home field, you know, first round playoff game or wild card. So what we did last week is go, okay, what's the best thing for the Los Angeles Rams? Not necessarily for Week 17, but for Week 18. And we had known. That, like I mentioned before, after after we started seven and two, there was a seven game stretch that was pretty grueling, and and especially those last two games where at Seattle put you in the driver's seat, and then at Tennessee, which was a very good Tennessee football team that was struggling, you know, let's call it in the win loss column down the stretch, but ended up making the playoffs, and they were very sound, and and we're gonna be tough to beat. And, and we were able to, you know, go grab that win. So I do think what we figured is, you know what, our team probably needs some rest physically and also probably from a mental, emotional standpoint uh, to get them fresh and, and so they can focus on this Week 18. That emotional standpoint is uh, a big one and something that has not been discussed much. We will continue our discussion with Les Need on the other side. We'll talk about the Falcons and the wild card matchup. Coming up this Saturday night at the Coliseum, hope you will join us in prime time. You're listening to a special playoff edition of Rams All Access here on ESPN LA 710. No guarantee or prediction. Results vary. 
Hey, this is Jared Goff of your L.A. Rams. This is Sean McVay. Hi, this is Tyler Higby of your L.A. Rams. Live from the Rams practice facility, we are getting you close to Rams playoff football. Hi, this is Alex Ogletree of the L.A. Rams. The Rams play here. The Rams play here. Here every second of Rams football right here. Rams, Falcons, this Saturday at the Coliseum. Hi, this is Les Snead of your L.A. Rams. This is Aaron Donald of your L.A. Rams. This is a special playoff edition of Rams All Access. ESPN L.A. 710. With Rams on-field analyst DeMarco Farr, here's the voice of the Rams, J.B. Long. You know the Rams are heading to the playoffs, and you can keep listening for your chance to win Rams-Falcons tickets this Saturday at the Coliseum 515. The kick tickets are available now at therams.com slash playoffs if you want to secure yours. We'll have a chance to win a couple later on in this show. With DeMarco JB, Les Snee continues with us for a second segment, and uh, you've got some great roots in the Atlanta organization as they come out west for the uh, second year in a row to play the Rams, uh, 97 to 2011 as pro scout and director of player personnel. Can you just give us a sense? We've covered it before, but uh, your memories of your time with the Falcons as they get set to play the Rams in the postseason. You know, uh, that was a, that was a uh, let's call it a very uh, positive chapter in my life i mean i spent over a decade there you know was a part of a super bowl there it wouldn't be in this job had it not been for let's call it the organization's success when thomas demistroff came in and and then at that point mike smith and and the drafting of of matt ryan julio jones and and being able to (laughs) to be a part of a program that was winning so you know obviously i owe uh, from the top down, learned a lot from Arthur Blank, from Rich McKay. So, you know, very fond memories. Wouldn't be here today without them. Uh, was joking today with, uh, you know, someone in their organization that this, let's be clear though, this is not a reunion. This is a playoff game and we want to beat each other. So that's kind of where we're at right like, now as this week. Firm handshakes. I like it. Back slaps. You got to have it. Uh, you know, uh, Going back, I have to give a whole lot of credit to your coaching staff. I mean, you know this. I mean, you know these guys can coach. But when you look at the experience, the game starts of your offensive line, to have that group go out there and get you through a game and actually play pretty well in certain spots, uh, a credit to them and a credit to this coaching staff. Oh, it's, they've done a, let's call it, I mean, we call it like it is, remarkable job all year. If you go from last in points to first, uh, from start to finish, then you know I can't say enough uh, about the coaching staff and and those guys coming in and, and working and, and putting our players in position to to succeed and I think that's what our players were hungry for. Even though we're young, uh, a lot of these guys have played a, you know a good bit of football, and I knew one thing: they were they were hungry to get better. They were hungry to win. And I think this staff has has been the the perfect mix to 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 you know meet them where they want to be met. Among those you brought in a, a lot with coaching uh, quarterback experience, including uh, Coach Olson, Coach Lafleur, who also came from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Can you talk specifically to the improvements that Jared Goff has made here in his second season? I think that right. I could we could we could keep. I know JB, you got him right. You got to have the the stats that would. Paint the picture a lot better than I could, but uh, what to to really paint the picture though? Coming out of Cal, he was a young kid that you knew had rare talent, but by all means, he wasn't a finished product based on probably let's call it uh, 
the age and and the system that he was coming from. And I always say that nothing against those systems. They put up points in college football, and they win. And it's not college football's job to to get their players necessarily ready to function in an NFL season uh, our system. So, but our group really came in and let's call it embrace. You know, Jared. Jared really wanted to get better, and last year bothered him, like I've, we've said before. Didn't necessarily bother him to a point that, uh-oh, he's not confident anymore, but it did bother him enough to go, you know what, I don't know if I'm taking much vacation time and I'm showing up you know, you know, know, when I'm not supposed to and, and going to try to get better. But I think uh, Sean, Matt, Coach Olson, that group, that's so much experience in that room that's been a part of a lot of successful offenses. And the nice thing what they were able to do is not necessarily come in and take all however many years of experience and try to shove it in in Jared's brain all in a night or two. They were able to sit back, analyze him, what what is he good at, what is he not, and let's take it in steps along the way early in the season Definitely don't put him in a position where maybe he's not as comfortable, but put him in positions where, okay, he's really confident, and then as the season goes on, keep progressing, and, and like like good teachers do. He's the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams. Les Snead with us tonight on a special playoff edition of Rams All Access here on ESPN LA. DeMarco Farr, JB Long with you as well. Uh, since Matt Ryan is coming to town, I'm reminded of the fact that uh, he was the pro comp, if you will, for ah. Jared Goff coming out of Cal. Does that still hold true? And do you see Jared being a much closer comparison to Matty Ice, last year's MVP? It's, it's, it's interesting. I don't, Matt, I do think I could see why there are similarities. Uh, there's similarities probably in, in body types and things like that. But, hey, Matt Matt played, you know, he was a senior, uh, played under a, a, a pro system. Uh, his head coach was, uh, you know, a longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL. So I do think I can see why the comparison was made. Probably going to call it like it is. Probably not the best comparison because I think Jared uh, came from a totally different system. And 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 they have some the things that make Matt really really good. Uh, you know, Jared has some strengths that may be a little bit different. So, uh, but you know what? They're making the most of them, and 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 love Matt Ryan. Uh, pulled hard for him. I think he he deserves to to be a Super Bowl champion, and and I think it's our goal not to let that happen in the 2000. 18 playoffs. Absolutely, right? yeah. Great for us. Great for the fans. Uh, scary for the rest of the West possibly for you down the road, I think there's more to come out of Jared Goff in terms of his ability and this playbook. Like Matt Ryan, I think every play is available to them. Now, it may not be successful, but there's not a play that you can call that he can't run. I think at some point, that's where Jared Goff's going to be with this offense. I think there's more in him and more in this playbook. You know, it's it's interesting. I've, I've chatted with Sean about that a lot, thinking uh, you're right. This was a very successful year, but uh, and there will be adversity along the way. There always is with QBs because defense coordinators are going to to really study what we're doing. And, and obviously, I like to say a lot of times that the enemy has a say so too. So uh, they'll do some work next year to try to derail us a little bit. But I do think the more Jared's in this offense, the better he's going to be, like you said, and be very very similar. To, to Matt Ryan and, and all of a sudden 
what you get with quarterbacks, I like to say, is they have a mind like an offensive coordinator. They might could even be a pretty good offensive coordinator. And, oh, by the way, they can still play the game as well. And I think that's when when quarterbacks really, really become elite. I want to talk a little defense with Les Snead before we let you go, previewing this matchup with the Falcons. Uh, in my mind specifically, the safety position going into this contest against Ryan and the changes that have been made year over year at the back end of your defense with LaMarcus Joyner being identified as someone who should be on the field full-time and then feeling confident about your draft pick, John Johnson, to the point where you're able to allow Mo Alexander to move on. Uh, and boy, have has that pair really settled in as one of the best in the NFL, Les. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's interesting. If you've been around Wade, you know, he's extremely bright, quick-witted, and in, and, and in probably a funny way when – and LaMarcus played safety at Florida State, and it wasn't just an out-of-the-left-field, right. you know – type idea but i just remember one time as as we were going as that staff came in watched a lot of our film and they were they were trying to you know let's call it evaluate our roster who's who's good who who's a fit who's not where should we play him all those things he just kind of said you know what that number 20 you know i know he plays on nickel but it just seems like he should play every play of the game and not just <laughs> you know 50 percent of the game and, and that's wade and it's a it's a very simple Probably uh, observation, but very true. But I think, uh, you know, that group, and, and I give the coaches, another part of the coaches staff to take a a rookie, uh, you know, like John, and put him at a, at a position that's, you know, relatively complicated in the NFL safety and have him produce like he's produced. And that's credit to John, credit to the coaching staff, and, and here we are. I, I think maybe your loudest pick uh, in terms of noise was Michael Brockers. Would you agree with that? I think people kind of went berserk when you picked him way back when. And to see the player that he's turned into now, it's kind of like, I told you so at some point. Do you ever get that feeling? Well, I, I think you, the nice thing about uh, Brockers, and I'd say the unfortunate thing about Michael is a lot of times nowadays you're judged on, you know, can you how many sacks do you have? But I do think it's interesting is, as that staff watched our players last year, Bill Johnson, Wade, that group came, and, they, and the first thing they said is, you know what, we knew Michael Brockers was good, but when you watched him down in and down out, you're like, wait a minute, this guy can dominate. And and so he's probably underappreciated at times when you're just, let's call it, at the superficial level of looking at the sack stat line. But when you dig a little deeper and you see how you know 11 parts fit together, uh, and that's one of the reasons – why that group said, you know what, we're going to move him from nose and put him in in what would be, let's call it five tech in, in a three four, uh, so that he can have different matchups and things like that. And just watching him, that big man in the run game, because a lot of times in the run game and things like that, that's that's basically man to man combat. You versus maybe one or two big offensive linemen, and he's he can uh, you know he can win a lot of those matchups and make a lot of plays in there. Uh, as always, we buried the lead on defense because we have to get out of the habit of talking about 99 to start every it's show. It's hard. He's been, he's been that good. Um, but, you know, he was the story of your off season. He will be a topic of conversation again this coming off season, whenever that starts. Uh, but in between playing, what, 14 games out of a possible right. 16, he put up career numbers. What does that say about the type of person, not to mention player, that number 99 is? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's who 99 is. I mean, and, and as long as he puts the uniform on, I do know this, uh, opposing offensive coordinators are going to be 
a little nervous, and, and they're definitely going to know where he's at. And I know there's going to be some offensive linemen that are, you know, not going to say that they're going to be be nervous because they're men too. But I guarantee you, they're going to know they're in for a day's work and go. Uh, so that's just who 99 is, and he's he's a special player. And hey, no doubt, mom, dad, God gave him unique talent, but. Mom, Dad, God also gave him some unique stuff inside. That stuff you can't measure at the combine, can't measure, ever measure. But when you live live with him and go, you know what? He's a pro, and and those intangibles combined with that unique talent equals Aaron Donald. Glad we're living with him rather than against him, especially this time of year. Les, thanks so much for spending two segments with us on a really important week for you and this franchise and Coach McVay. Uh, wish you all the best this week against the Falcons. Appreciate that. All right, coming up next on Rams All Access, a conversation with the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. That's coming up next on ESPN LA 710. First playoff game for the LA Rams since 1989. Todd Gurley hits the Jets midfield. He's gone. Todd Gurley, 20-10. Gurley for MVP. Happens Saturday. Saturday. Be able to play on Saturday night. You know, prime time. We are getting you close to Rams playoff football. This is a special playoff edition of Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. We continue with Rams All Access, a playoff edition live from Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, fresh off the field. Can you give us a sense of what the pulse of this organization is playing into January? Oh, there's a lot of excitement right now, JB. I think, you know, we told the players in the team meeting, if you can't get excited for this one, then something's wrong with you. And uh, they've consistently brought it throughout the year, and, and I think this week will be no different. It's a great challenge, but to be in these roles and, and to get a chance to play in games like this is is a credit, you know, to the success that they've had throughout the regular season. And what an opportunity that we'll, we'll go try and seize this moment. The privilege of being NFC West champions that you earned was being able to rest some starters on Sunday in Week 17, but also kind of being home for this week, a compressed week. Do you see that already paying dividends in your preparation? I do. I think it's helped. You know, anytime, especially with just the amount of travel that we did throughout the course of the regular season, uh, for coaches especially, kind of being able to stay in your normal work atmosphere and environment, you have a little bit of an accelerated game plan that you get on, but that, that normalcy for the players is important as well. And I think those guys being able to stay fresh, stay healthy, and, and you know be able to kind of some of those guys almost have coming off a bye. I think that'll serve us well for those guys that you know have accumulated a lot of years. And then you look at some of the mileage that you know a Todd has, and we expect him to be rolling. I know this is a bit big picture for where you are at this phase of the week, but the NFL playoffs, can you speak to them on the whole in terms of how few teams get in? The fact that there's single elimination at the top of your profession, what is that like? Yeah, I think it's exciting. You know, you look at it, it what a what a competitive league, and I think even going up into the last regular season week, you look at, you know, different teams beating different teams that get a chance to play uh, in the playoffs, and when there's only 12 teams, you know, it's an elite group, you know, 12 of 32 and only eight division winners, and, and we feel fortunate to be one of those eight teams and we got a great opportunity to try to put on a good show uh, against the defending NFC champs that have a lot of marquee players they got a great head coach in Dan Quinn and uh, you know I think it's something that our players will embrace the right way and, and, and you don't ever want to make the moment too big and I think what our guys have done is in those kind of moments that uh, have represented an opportunity you look at Seattle and Tennessee probably as the biggest games I thought our guys did a great job of answering the bell and, and kind of being consistent with the approach the preparation and uh, you know you 
you have a lot of confidence in your players that, yeah, it is a big game. We don't shy away from that, but we don't have to do anything that we haven't done all year to try to go and have success and, and try to achieve the outcome, and that's a win. Finally, on a personal note, you are a self-described football junkie. You've joked about not having a life away from football. Are these the types of weeks, the types of moments that you live for professionally? Yeah, you know, I think being able to just do this as a profession, JB, you feel so blessed and, and you love it. And, uh, you know, I think you want to be careful when you are so excited about it uh, to make sure that it's always about the players and, and be consistent with how we approach the week, uh, you know, with our game plans, with the things that we're implementing. I, I don't want to say that you work any harder because you'd like to say that you're working as hard as you possibly can throughout the course of the week. But I think when you look at just uh, what's at stake, where you get the result you want, you continue on. And if not, then the season ends. Um, that's where, you know, there's a little bit of a, of a different approach. But, you know, we'll go try to win the football game. And, and uh, we know it's going to be a good challenge, but one that our guys are excited about, like we've said. Sean, thanks for a few minutes. Best of luck in preparation for you and your staff and players this week. Thanks, JB. Appreciate that. Hey, Coach Sean McVay, as we continue with this special playoff edition of Rams All Access, I'm JB along with DeMarco Farr. And we remind you that the Rams are heading to the playoffs, and you can keep listening for your chance to win Falcons tickets this Saturday at the Coliseum. It's a 5:15 kickoff. Rams and Falcons in prime time at the Coliseum. Tickets are available now at the Rams.com slash playoffs, and we'll have a chance for you to win yours before we're done here tonight. We continue live from the Rams facility, Cal Lutheran, Thousand Oaks, with a Super Bowl champion, DeMarco Farr. And not just you and me, buddy. We're going to hear yeah. from Robert Woods. We're going to hear from Connor Barwin. We're going to hear from Tremaine Johnson about his matchup with Julio Jones uh, as this show continues. But uh, let's take a step back. Let's bring you into the equation just to talk about what it means to play playoff football for the Rams. Well, I almost had Aaron Donald, too, at the end of the game, but he swam me and ripped me and just... He crossed your face. I, I couldn't got, block him either. And, and yeah. got out the tunnel. I couldn't yeah. get him either. Yeah, I mean, but just listening to you talk to uh, Coach McVay about the moment and uh, about the playoffs, and I'll be honest, man, I haven't told anybody this ever before in my life because I just remembered it. I succumbed to the pressure my first playoff game. I mean, I was absolutely petrified going out to play the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it was really nerve-wracking. Uh, it really hits you that, you know, it's all on the line. It's it's win or go home. Um, you know, it, it affected my prep. Uh, I, I couldn't get my second win, and that made me nervous. Well, I can't get my second win. I'm going to get killed. I'm going to be the reason we're going to lose. Uh, all this type of stuff went through my head. I mean, I was really folding under the pressure. And I'm a vet, man. Uh, this is the stuff I live for. But at that moment, at that time, seeing the environment, uh, just looking out the window of the bus as we're pulling in and seeing how big this game was, it kind of got to me a little bit, but then uh, something had happened in the game. You probably saw it. Isaac Bruce had the hamstring, and I saw him on the way in. When I was going in to put my pads on, he was underneath the stands praying, and I heard that he had pulled his hamstring, and for some reason they just took the nerves away. Like, this is serious. If he can't go, then we're going to have to pick it up like we did for Kurt. So at that moment, I went right back into game mode. But if I didn't see that, I don't know how I would have played. I mean, really. I'm ready for those moments. I've been through Rose Bowls. I've been through big games. I've been in the pros for, what, six years up until that point. Uh, the lights didn't bother me until that moment. So uh, it's, it's one of those things you got to go through as a player. They're all going to go through it. The guys that haven't been in the postseason, they're all going to go through something like that. It's going to galvanize people. It's going to make people uh, really play better than they played before. And for some guys, you're going to have to work to find your game. 
Uh, it's just a little bit different. That's the playoff mentality. That's the intensity. That is the, the changeover from good regular season to now you're playing for Lombardi. It's a little bit different. Thanks for setting that stage for us. Really nicely done. He's DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long. We'll break here. But once again, before we are done, we'll have your chance to win tickets to Saturday's wild card game. And we're going to hear from Tremaine Johnson about his matchup with Julio Jones and a whole lot more on this playoff edition of Rams All Access Live from Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks on ESPN LA 710. The NFL playoff feeling has returned to L.A. The Rams are the NFL West champs, and now Goff, Gurley, Donald, and McVay get to show what they're made of on Wild Card Weekend against the defending NFC champions. The L.A. Rams, the Atlanta Falcons. Pre-game starts Saturday at 2.15 p.m. with Kirk Morrison and Travis Rogers. Let's kick off live from the Coliseum at 5.15 with J.B. Long, Maurice Jones-Drew, and DeMarco Barr. ESPN L.A. 710. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, the home of the 15-minute drive through oil change, is a proud sponsor of the ESPN L.A. Rams radio broadcast. For over 30 years, Valvoline Instant Oil Change has provided quick, convenient maintenance services for busy people. Just pull into your neighborhood location and you'll be out in no time. Go to SoCalOilChange.com for savings on oil changes, other maintenance services, and locations. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, your 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com and make it a great season. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 3030. The turnaround is complete. The Rams are the NFC West champions. Champions. With an MVP candidate. Gurley goes in. His fourth touchdown of the day. A young franchise QB. And the best defensive player in the league. Aaron Donald, a strip sack. The Rams will now host a playoff game at the Coliseum. You can get closer to the Rams in the NFL playoffs only on ESPN LA 710. When a player doesn't like a contract, what do they do? Ah, they hold out? They hold out for a better deal. If only you could do that with your wireless plan, right? Well, with the Bring Your Own Phone plan from Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a much better deal. Keep your phone, your number, even your same network for a lot less than you're paying now. Without the contract or the holdout. Get the ultimate unlimited plan for just $55 a month on America's largest, most dependable 4G LTE networks. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. Video typically streams at DVD quality. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at straighttalk.com. Getting you set for our Rams hosting the Atlanta Falcons on Wild Card Saturday. It's a touchdown! Robert Woods alone left side, and he goes in for another LA score. This is a special playoff edition of Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Now, live from the Rams practice facility, with Rams on-field analyst DeMarco Farr, here's the voice of the Rams, J.B. Long. Getting ready to grind for the playoffs, man. Folks on Atlanta and just jumping on top of them. You know, we've never been in this position, you know, as far as the guys who's here and the, the veterans. So taking this as serious as possible. It's exciting, man. You know, I've been a part of three home playoff games where I've been. But I'm excited for all these guys in this locker room to be a part of that, to see what it's like. Uh, it's going to be intense. It's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. 
All right, Michael Brockers first, then Connor Barwin. A couple of Rams defenders getting set for the Atlanta Falcons in this wild card matchup Saturday at the Coliseum. We're back here at Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks with DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long. You had a chance to speak to a couple of those players and several others in the postgame locker room at the Coliseum following Week 17. Uh, just give me a sense of uh, where you think this team is at with only a small handful of veterans having been to the playoffs ever, period, and none of them having played for the Rams in the postseason. That was a weird locker room because you just got stomped by the 49ers. So there were guys that were licking their wounds, and there were veterans that were kind of happy because that week is over. Now they're moving on to the postseason. So uh, it was odd. But, I mean, those conversations were, were real and uh, legitimate. Um, now you know who your opponent is, and it didn't matter to these guys who they faced in the first round. I mean, all that mattered was qualifying. And then once you did that, let's get the starters out. But now that you knew it was Atlanta, I mean, you could tell guys were just salivating. Now I can just go watch that football team. I can go watch that guy and break it all the way down to how I defeat my man, how we beat the Atlanta Falcons. So, yeah, I mean, um, there was a, a sense of relief and excitement. Like, now this is over. Now we can get to work on our next opponent. Interesting that it is Atlanta because the last time the Falcons were in the Coliseum in Los Angeles, it turned out to be Ooh. Jeff Fisher's final game. They put 42 on on the Los Angeles Rams. That might have been the low point of last season. What in your mind makes you think this time around will be significantly different? Well, um, I think you're going to be like the Atlanta Falcons are going to be fighting a team that actually has an offense this time um, that Jared Goff and Todd Gurley can answer or can take the lead, can put the pressure on Matt Ryan. I mean, uh, that was about as easy a win as he's ever going to get. I mean, he wasn't facing much coming back the other way, and he you know, had his way with the defense once they got tired. This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, every mistake is going to be magnified on both sides. Um, so I would say the experience factor definitely goes to him. Uh, he's played in big games. He's played in Super Bowls. Uh, Dan Quinn has been there, but he hasn't been a head coach that long. He hasn't been in Atlanta that long. So uh, coming off the sidelines, that could be even. Um, but as far as on the field, those game situations, I mean, it's going to get thick. At various points for both both of these quarterbacks, you need this play to pick up a first down. You need this play here to to get into scoring territory to, to make sure you get points before half. Who handles those situations the best is going to win this football game. But like we said, Jared Goff has handled everything that this league and this season has thrown at him. Uh, there's no doubt that I think he can rise to this occasion because you know Matt Ryan can't. The last five NFL scoring champions have reached at least the conference championship round, and three of them have gone to the Super Bowl. Last year it was Atlanta keeping that streak intact. Hopefully this year it's the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams put together the biggest improvement year-to-year year in terms of points scored in the uh, Super Bowl era, breaking the 99 Rams record. Uh, meanwhile, the Falcons have regressed uh, significantly in terms of their point production, but beginning my game prep, as I'm sure you have as well, it's still the same men who put together last year's record-setting season. It's one of those things, man. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you look at Julio Jones and his numbers, 1,400 receiving yards, over 1,400 receiving yards, only three touchdowns. How does that happen? A guy that's that dominant can't find the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, look, when you watch, 80-80, to 80, I mean, all the way down the field, the guy's uncoverable. This offense can score. Um, they've made some mistakes. Some teams have made plays. Like Les Need just said, the enemy has something to say about the outcome of some of these plays. Um, maybe there is a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, I, I, I don't know what it feels like to get all the way to that moment and come away empty and, and how long that stays with you. I know how long a win stays with you. 
uh, I imagine a loss probably gnaws at you a little bit more. So having to go back and to requalify for something you think you should have won, that's got to be hard on any football team. But at various points, when they do turn it on, Atlanta is as good as anybody. They can score and they can they can get after you. As the sixth seed, they'll have to do it away from home. Coming to Los Angeles, <clears throat> you know what I think the difference is? What's that? We took their Matt LaFleur. Is that what it is? Got to be, right? Good. I like it. Heck yeah. He's the, the, the lucky dice in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. You we've, can't have him back. We've got uh, one more segment of Rams All Access still to come, including your chance to win tickets to Saturday's wild card game at the Coliseum. As we continue on ESPN LA. Tremaine Johnson, a captain on his matchup with Julio Jones coming up this Saturday at the Coliseum. Don't forget about the other side as well. Mohamed Sanu has to be one of the most prolific number twos in the National Football League. Kind of incredible when you think back about the hurt that the uh, Falcons inflicted on the Rams last year. They didn't have either of those two players. I know, I, but they did have Matt Ryan, who, who couldn't miss that day. Yeah, uh, just I remember one shot in the end zone. I think he threw it right by me, and it was going like a thousand miles an hour, mm. just on a frozen rope. And I'm, I'm, I said, this guy uh, is going to get over that hump. That was Matt Ryan can't win in the playoffs, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I said, this guy is going to break that streak this year, and sure enough, they did. But uh, tremendous, man. I'm glad Tremaine said what he said about Julio. Um you know, if you have designs on being paid like an impact player, this is where you need to make an impact in the postseason. This is where you get your name on those top 100 lists. This is how you move up the charts, uh, either how you're ranked or how you're being paid. So, I mean, the the guy on the other side can absolutely kill you. Um, he should be thinking the same about you. So at some point, those two things, those two worlds are going to collide. Let's see who wins. A couple things about true. One, happy birthday, New Year's hey, baby. All right. uh, number two, one of the strokes of genius, I think, for McVeigh and this coaching staff in this locker room, naming him a captain in a franchise tag year. I, I think it's been huge, man. I mean, uh, the, the kid in New York, Eli Apple, and what he's going through, um, he should call Tremaine Johnson. They should have a conversation because I, I bet they're having similar feelings about this league, about the guys they're playing with, about their ability, all that sort of stuff uh, that's coming out of New York. We've seen somewhat coming out of Tremaine Johnson. And to see him go through that to become this type of matchup against just about anybody and, and play well. But you're also a leader, too. You're bringing the young guys up. You're helping your your safeties learn. You're helping your team win. Seeing that guy engage when the offense is on the field, I think is the coolest thing in the world. He's enjoying it. He's happy when they score, when they get the first down, and he looks up and he sees that the game is the Rams. It's ours now. I mean, dude, I don't know what to say, but I mean, just to see that guy turn into, like you said, a captain and a leader has been great. All right, you have waited long enough. Caller number seven, we are now looking for you at 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-ESPN. Caller number seven will win a pair of playoff tickets to see the Rams and Falcons Saturday at the Coliseum, 5.15 p.m. Uh, if you don't win, as caller number seven, tickets are available now at therams.com slash playoffs. DeMarco, I want to leave our audience with this. Every time the Rams have lost this season... In the Sean McVay era, they have responded with a multiple-game winning streak. I know the starters rested, and many of the front-line players did not play Week 17 against San Francisco. It didn't leave me feeling any better walking out of the Coliseum. I don't know about you, but let's hope that that trend continues. This could be a fun ride. Oh, man, let's hope it's a long and and deep ride. Like I said, let's not sleep till February. How about that? (laughs) Uh, One final thought. You talked about the butterflies that may have gotten the better of you in your first playoff appearance, since most of these Rams will be making their first playoff appearance. What words of wisdom would you offer them? 
You know what? You guys have an opportunity to be teammates for life. And I mean that. Uh, the guys that I won with, either in high school, college, pro, we're still teammates. Once you accomplish that mission, you are immortal. You're, you're, you're going to be together forever. So um, I, I love when they say enjoy the journey, but, man, seize the moment because you never know when this is going to come around again. We hope you will join us Saturday at the Coliseum. Three hours of pregame coverage leading up, leading up to the primetime kick at 5.15. For DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. Thanks to Coach McVay and to Les Snead, the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams, for their contributions to this playoff edition of Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710.